Welcome back to the Menopause Movement Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Michelle Gordon. It's been a while since it's been just me, so I thought I would address anxiety. Managing anxiety is the most downloaded episode for this podcast, and I thought I could do a follow-up with actionable steps to manage your anxiety when it happens to you. Now, during this episode, I give you a step-by-step process to kick your anxiety right to the curb. And this is the exact process the Minomates discover in the minnow system as they begin to rethink menopause. At the end of the episode, make sure you visit drmichellegordon.com slash podcasts, where you can find the show notes plus the links to the books and resources mentioned in the episode. If you enjoy the episode, make sure you subscribe to the podcast so you are always the first to know when each episode is released. And thank you for all of the five-star reviews. I really appreciate you. If you have any questions about the topics covered in this or any other podcast, I invite you to open a conversation with me on Instagram at Dr. Michelle Gordon. And I promise I'll get back to you as soon as I can. Now, let's get on to banishing anxiety. Thanks so much for being a part of the menopause movement. Anxiety is probably the number one complaint, along with weight gain, that I hear from women who are in menopause. And we've talked about anxiety before, and it's actually the, uh, on the podcast, it's the most downloaded, it's the episode about anxiety. And I think, I think that's because uh, we have a lot of anxiety, and women complain that anxiety, they never had anxiety before, and now they do. But after menopause hits with all the changes, women are, are like, you know, I never used to feel anxious before, and now I do. And so I want to take some time today to talk about anxiety and perhaps reframe it for you so that you can maybe get some, get some freedom, especially if you're suffering from a lot of anxiety. Now, this is not, there, there is a mental health condition that comes from some brain chemistry stuff and that can cause anxiety. And I'm not addressing that as much as I'm addressing anxiety that comes from circumstances or the way we look at things. All right. So the first question I have when it comes to anxiety is how does it make you feel? So just put a comment in the, in the comment box there. Let me know how it makes you feel when you have anxiety. When I have anxiety, I usually, I'll feel like my heart is racing. What else does it make me feel? Racing. Maybe some, my heart will start to race. So the other question is, how does it reflect on you? When you have anxiety, so today we're talking about anxiety, and how does it reflect on you? How do you, how do you internalize it? Does, it? does it make you feel powerful? Does it make you feel like you can do anything? Or does it make you more feel like the world is closing in on you? So if it makes you feel exhausted, stressed, tensed, and panicky, tired and fearful, those don't sound very much like very much fun, right? This this not a not a happy place to be. So the question next is, how do you talk to yourself when when you have anxiety? What do you say to yourself? Do you tell yourself to get over it? Do you tell yourself to stop it? Do you tell yourself that you're acting like a baby? Or are you too stuck in in the fear that comes with anxiety that you can't see? past any of it. I know sometimes I can, I can let myself go. I mean, I tell myself, you know, like, like if I can't get a hold of someone say, 
And then I start to, I'll, I'll, I'll go into this, like, oh my God, they're dead. Oh my God. You know, and, and usually it's not, you know, that's, that's actually never happened. It's always been something like, you know, I had to take my friend to the hospital or, you know, I, I, I forgot that sort of thing. So how we talk to ourselves is really important because we can perpetuate our anxiety by continuing to say the same things, right? Anxiety is a thought and we can get into a pattern where all of our thoughts are anxious thoughts. That doesn't sound like very much fun either to have a life that is full, filled with fear and worry. And when we're filled with fear and worry, we're not able to attract abundance to our lives. When you talk to yourself, what, one of the things I like to say is that, is that when we start to pay attention to the way we talk to ourselves, when you look at it, you know, would you talk to your child that way? Or would you talk to your grandchild that way? Because I think, I think by the time we get to grandchildren, we're much nicer. We have, we have a lot more patience and we are able to well, give them back. That's, that's nice. But, you know, we, we as, as, as mothers really do understand unconditional love. And I think as aunts and uncles or, you know, however, but I, I know as a mother, there's, there's, as soon as that little baby was born, I, I had an understanding of an unconditional love. And so one of the, one of the techniques that I like to give to women that I'm coaching when it comes to anxiety is to pay attention to how you talk to yourself, because would you talk to someone you love that way? So we start with that. So that's a question. Question so far is how does it feel when you have anxiety? How do you talk to yourself when you have anxiety? And how does that reflect on you? and your self-esteem when you have anxiety? Do you feel powerful? Do you feel like you can do anything? So those are the questions. And then the next question I have is, what role does your story play in anxiety? What story are you telling yourself? So in my example of I can't get a hold of someone, I immediately go to car accident and death because my brain wants to tell a story, right? Now we're humans humans are storytellers. And so we want a story. We want to tell a story about whatever this event is. But is there truly a story? We make stories up out of everything. That's, a, that's, what, that's something to write down. You know, we're storytellers and we make stories up about everything. So you have fear or you have an event. This event happens. You get anxiety. And in the middle of that is the story that you're telling yourself. What is the story that you're telling yourself about the event? Sometimes you can have anxiety that can lead to this kind of thinking over and over and over. And, and you know, maybe even a clinical condition or a neurosis that could be changed if you can change the story. Now, I'm a doctor and I understand that there are issues with brain chemistry that can cause and crippling anxiety. And that's, that's something completely different. And I'm not talking about that today. What I'm talking about is the stories that we tell ourselves. The stories we tell ourselves are the key, right? Because everything is a story. And oftentimes the stories are set by the time we're five. What are your beliefs? What is true? Have you ever taken a look at everything you believe to see if it's actually true? Is it real? So those are the, those are the questions when anxiety comes up to take a look at, is this, is this real? Or am I creating a story around it because I have fear? On Monday, we talked about fear, right? We talked about fear being a false event appearing real. 
and how fear is kind of a beacon. It's a feeling that is either telling us to, to, to go away or push forward. Sometimes we have to face our fears in order to get better. Anxiety kind of mimics fear, I think, in a lot of ways, except it's, it kind of vibrates at a higher frequency. But it's still not, it's still not the good stuff, right? It's not, it's not the, the, the high frequency that we want. We talk a lot about gratitude and how to get into gratitude. And one of the ways when I start feeling anxiety, when I start worrying, right? Worry never, worry never got anybody anything except suffering, okay? So when I start to feel like I'm worrying, I push myself into looking at gra gratitude. What am I thankful for? What can I be thankful for right now? Where is the abundance coming from? How am I connected to source? So these are, these are the things that I think about. But it really does come down to whatever stories you're telling yourselves and whatever stories we are telling ourselves. When it comes to anxiety, the key drivers here are, how does it feel? How does it reflect on you? How do you talk to yourself? What role does your story play in the anxiety that you're currently experiencing? What is the precipitating event, the event that has brought on the anxiety? And what is the story that you've told yourself about the event? And remember that we are storytellers. And so we are going to tell ourselves a story about everything. And so when it comes to story, the next question is, is it real? Is it true? Is it serving me? And then the kicker is, can I change it? And I will posit that you can change any story anytime with the right tools. So what I found is that I don't have that much anxiety anymore because I can change my story at will. And that has helped, especially in, in the hard times. As many of you know, I've, I've lived through some you know, pretty horrific tragedies. My son was really, really sick, almost died several times when he was a baby. And learning how to manage that, manage that fear, manage that constant up here nervousness has helped me. It helped me get to where I am now, right? the way to manage it for me was to change the story and be grateful, be grateful for every minute that I had with him when he was a baby. And then as he grew up. So that's all I got for today. If there's any questions, I'll try to answer them, uh, you know, as they come in. So thanks so much for watching today and I'll see you tomorrow with a bye. Did you know that menopause is not a medical condition? Most doctors don't know this either. I like to say that menopause is the privilege of a long life, and to really take hold of our lives in menopause, we have to unlearn what society and the medical establishment has told us about menopause. Thanks so much for being a part of the menopause movement.